0: Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Caleb Johnson. Caleb, how are you? Doing well, Michael. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So uh, for those that aren't familiar with your work, why don't you share a little bit about you and then we'll dive into the conversation.
1: Yeah. So I've been investing in real estate for the last six years. I started in residential for three years and uh, have now been doing commercial uh, for three uh, years as well. And so we're also investing in other asset classes, like short-term rentals, and we're um, looking at student housing, and just being flexible. I think in today's economic environment, you know, this is uh, March, almost April, of 2023. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of shifting. We've seen a big reduction in transactions. In apartments and uh, several other asset classes compared to last year. So, just we want to be flexible and make sure that we're open to um, opportunities that really help us reach our end result goal. Yeah, it's important not
0: to have all your eggs in one basket. We've heard that phrase many times, but this is a really good example of that. And you'd mentioned commercial real estate. I know during the pandemic, uh, especially when there was so much shifting to people working remotely and depending on where you are in the world. You know, some people have kind of returned, but in many areas uh, they haven't. I'll give you a, a case in point in in Toronto, where I spend a good chunk of time. Uh, the downtown core, the the foot traffic is still at about half of what it was before the pandemic. And you know, wow. we've it, it's it's one of those rare locations where um, it just you don't have the amount of traffic, and that's office space as well. So obviously, that has a gigantic ripple effect on all kinds of different businesses. You know, the restaurants and services and things like that that catered to all of the employees that were you know coming downtown to work. And not as much, so you know that's when we see you know unfortunately a lot of businesses have closed in in this area and you know in other areas you know it rebounded quite a bit. But then you know I, I saw an article the other day and. I think it was an LA business where, you know, they're starting to explore in in some of the commercial buildings. Okay. Can we convert this into a residential type of situation? So going back to what you m- mentioned about being flexible, it's, it, we're in this uh, weird, may not be the right word for it, but we're in this interesting period of time where there's uncertainty, of course, which, you know, investors absolutely hate, uh, mm. but also there's, this shifting of things. And, you know, in the work that I do as far as workplace culture and burnout and retention and hiring, all of that stuff, you know, people ask me, so is this remote thing going to stay? I said, yeah, it's going to stay. What is it going to look like? I we're, we're in the midst of this storm or whatever you want to call it it's i i can't pinpoint what is it going to look like in 2027 you know cuz mm-hmm. in 2019 i certainly didn't know what 2020 was going to be uh so it, it we we it's hard to predict per se but you know in the work that you do with you know real estate investing and things like that you're you're able to see the trends and you're able to navigate accordingly and because you're diversifying of you know the asset classes that you guys are looking into you know that's going to help you be able to Pivot along while things go up or things go down. You'll be like, okay, we'll focus more on this. Okay, this is rising. Okay, you shift around. So that's it's right. Good. It's a good approach. That's for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right. You nail
0: it right on the head. So, so for somebody that was interested, and again, before I continue, this is not investment advice. This is just an investment discussion. You know, do your own due diligence when it comes to investing. But if someone was looking to. You know start investing into real estate you know what are some things that they should kind of study up on
1: first before they you know
0: start diving into it?
1: well, I think it really starts with what your why is you know why are you doing what you're doing and because so many people they can just want to get into real estate or anything else really because they see uh they see something that they like in that and they can chase uh this for two years uh, a year. And then maybe attain some success and really realize that they're in a um, a predicament that they really don't want to be in. And they're spending a lot more time in this that they really want to invest. And so understanding why you're getting into something, I think, is really key and where you should start. Uh, for me, it was to help retire my mom on time. And help her retire early, even if if that was possible. So, um, and to do that, I needed some cash flow. And so, for my first offering, it was a, a fourplex where I lived in one unit. I rented out the other three, and I only needed about twelve thousand dollars to get into that first deal. And that was in uh, a Phoenix submarket at the time in twenty nineteen. And so, we were blessed to see some amazing appreciation. Um, talk about riding a wave um, during that time. And uh, so I think it's really important for people to start with that. And then once you understand what your why is, then kind of look at different avenues that you can go to that will get you that end result. So if you want um, wealth, if you want, you know, if you want to give a big chunk of change to charity, let's just say, then maybe residential apart or residential. Um, single family homes is not going to be what's best for you. You know, the reason that I started investing in apartments was because a mentor of mine, he shared at a real estate meetup that his first deal, he bought it two years later. They sold it and he made $2 million. So one deal equated to $2 million in two years. And in single family homes, that is very challenging to do, especially if you're just starting off. I mean, that takes a lot of payroll, a lot of staff that you have to work through. And so if you really want wealth generation, so a big check, then commercial is going to be able to give you that compared to, to single family homes. Then on the backside, if someone wants financial freedom, right? they want, let's say $5,000 a month in passive income, then they can look at what avenues are, is gonna get them that. Is it stocks? Is it investing passively? Or if they do have some time on their hands, maybe it is investing in single family homes where they just have a couple rentals and that's gonna generate them passive income uh, over time. And then they can step away from their job. So that's something that we usually see in, in uh, real estate investing is that more of the single family space can give someone their time back through financial freedom, but it's not going to generate you wealth. And so if you do want that wealth creation, you'll need to uh, look into commercial in, and you mentioned Phoenix, and
0: I was there last year at a speaking engagement, and was absolutely blown away uh, at you know that market its growth, and it's been astronomical. And when well, you got in 2019, so you've seen it. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what's going on there, and it, it seems to be a focal point as a destination for people that are looking to escape you know the cold, frozen tundra of the Northeast and the Midwest, but also have you know the opportunities and the growth and it's exciting to be in an area that has had that type of growth because all kinds of industries start pouring into it whether it's tech or innovation or anything like that and what that happens is when you have this onslaught of you know people that want to move there then you need a place to live and that's mm-hmm. where you're going to start seeing, and we've seen it already, you know, a lot of new builds. So there's investment opportunities and things like that as well. And that's just one area, you know, we're seeing in other parts of the country as well. But you know, the the Phoenix area is one that I know, and it's been on my radar for a while, just going, Okay, wow, they're 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 exploding it's it it's not grandma's winter home as much as it used to be anymore so it's it's transformed quite a bit so mm-hmm. uh, so we're in I know this is a you know a, I don't call it a trick question but it's you know where do you see things going in the next couple of years based on and again there's so much uncertainty in the world right now with inflation recessions wars you know all the ingredients to completely confuse things but are there any trends that you're you're seeing that we haven't already discussed that you know should be on the radar of people that are exploring, you know, different real estate opportunities?
1: Yeah, well, I would say that um just to talk about the industry that I'm in because I see that every day is commercial uh, apartment buildings. And so I had a conversation with a gentleman uh, who's been in the space for 30 plus years. He's been through three market cycles and you know people call him the godfather of apartment investing. And what he's getting ready for is really interesting in the sense of um, during that really hot market, let's say for the past two, three years, people have been getting bridge financing. And just to explain what that is, bridge financing is supposed to bridge you in the short term to get to um, an end result, usually in three years, once you have improved your property. Um, So it's to get you from one point where your property's not performing so well, and then it's to get you to a more stabilized point where you can get more permanent financing, permanent debt. And a lot of people got into these uh, financial finance structures where in three years, two, three years, the way bridge financing works, that's when the note comes due. So you either need to sell the asset, so two, three years after you acquired it, or refinance into permanent financing. And where we've seen now is that there's people aren't able to do a cash out refinance, right? It's going to be a, a cash in refinance because there's they're not going to be able to get the interest rate and they're, the market's just shifted. So their property is not going to be appraised for what they think it's going to be appraised for. And that's going to put a lot of people into hot water. And we're already seeing this now where people are needing to sell because their financial terms are coming due. And so what this gentleman explained to me was in 2023, it'll probably be like Jiffy Pop. So if you guys know, you have Jiffy Pop on top of the stove, and there's kind of a little pop here, a little pop there, a little pop there, and that's a deal. So one there, one there, one there. And then 2024 and 2025, it's going to be popping all over the place. There's going to be all these opportunities coming available because people got into these financial uh situations and structures where they're really um they really put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform and now that the market's not there they just won't be able to to meet those projections so which is unfortunate you know we don't want to see people go through those financial difficulties and at the same time that is what makes what makes the wealthy the wealthy you know people Warren Buffett has an interesting quote where whenever people are scared, that's when you want to start investing. And then when everyone's investing, that's when you want to be fearful and, and more reserved. So uh we're really excited for that opportunity. And uh again, we'll probably see The Fed raised some interest rate, I believe, last week, and it was a small uh, 25 uh, basis points. And so I think that's going to start slowing down, but there is a lot of uncertainty and a lull in the market. So I think there's opportunity on the horizon and we'll just uh, see what happens. It's going to be an interesting time, especially... You know, and I've seen,
0: and I forget where it was, but it was a conversation with a banker, and and they had, you know, basically a stack of files, probably this big. And I said, yeah, these are all of the, you know, those notes you'd mentioned that are coming due that we are not going to renew. Um, they already mm-hmm. determined they're not going to renew them. So those, all those entities or individuals or groups or whatever that are. Going to be in the situation you just mentioned are going to need to sell. So the opportunities are going to be there, and housing is one of those staples that we need to have, and you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's not going away. Uh, and you know, there's more and more people that need uh, affordable housing. Um, apartments tends to be you know where you can do it. Uh, the single family home, you know, I see it especially. You know, in Toronto as well, you know, any new developments is definitely not single family neighborhoods. It's condo buildings, it's apartment buildings, but it's mostly condos and they're going sky high up in the air because you can, you know, smaller footprint and you can fill in a lot more people that way. And it's it's just the way that this market is now. And you know, I agree with you. It's like you know, the buying a home and flipping it and renovating and all that stuff. Unless you're really handy and you you like doing that kind of work and it gives you something to do, that's fine. But you're not going to get rich off of it. Uh, that's for sure. You you might generate some, like you said, rental income if you own a couple of properties and whatnot. But by no means are you going to be you know retiring your mom or maybe your aunt or
1: uncle or anybody else uh, anytime soon by doing that. That's right. And I learned that on my first property where I thought I would, I would get my hands dirty and there was a drug dealer living in one unit and a hoarder living in the other unit. So I went in to renovate this hoarder's unit and it took me two months, a lot of blood, sweat and tears and about $7,000. And so I learned to pay out, um, that task and, and, put my time somewhere where it was better served. And so then the guy that I hired for the next unit, it took him two weeks and the same amount of money. So Michael, I really think you, you said an amazing thing there. It's just to find what you're good at. And sometimes if you know you aren't a handy person, it's okay to hire that out because you can make more money in spending that time it would take you to renovate or do those repairs or whatever that is, you can put that time towards something else that will generate you more income and that will be more enjoyable for you. Definitely, it's, you know, you figure out, and going back to what you said earlier, figure out your why.
0: and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I want to invest in real estate. Okay. That's like, I want to go out to eat. All right. Where, what, what Mm -hmm. type of There's so many deeper questions that you need to ask yourself. And if you're unsure, then, you know, that's when you reach out to people like you that can, can guide you because you've had, you know, the, the living experience of dealing with this and you know what works and what doesn't. And depending on the individual, really tailor their needs on, you know, what, what they want to look for and all that. So Caleb, I love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you're doing?
1: Well, two places. One, people can go to uh check out our podcast, which is called From Trial to Triumph. And I interview people who have gone through amazing trials and they've come out triumphant. And I also speak with professionals. I'm actually having you on the show, Michael, here shortly to talk about burnout, which I'm super excited for. So check us out there. And in addition to that, you can visit us at redseacapitalgroup.com. And you can find more about what we do there as well. Awesome. I'll definitely have that all in the show notes. So, Caleb, thank
0: you so much for your time today and all this amazing work you're doing. really appreciate it. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having
1: me. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network.
1: Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.